Hey there folks, it is your DM Lucas, and I'm bringing you another fantastic podcast to listen to. Now if you're thinking, But didn't you just do one of these recently? Yes, we did. That was for a couple of characters. But we are doing another one this much sooner because we're going to be bringing you a Halloween special later in the month. So we didn't want to miss out on this opportunity, and this podcast, honestly, is absolutely stellar. It is one I very highly recommend. The podcast I am talking about is The Redacted Files. So already, name catches you, sounds good, and you're wondering, but what is The Redacted Files? The Redacted Files is a podcast with a a group of podcasters who play through numerous different systems, uh, kind of like the control group that we introduced earlier. They go through these different systems playing these arcs. So kind of like how we have one-shots, but it'll be longer, usually like two to three parts, maybe even more. And they explore these different systems so you can actually get a really good feeling of, would my group be interested in this? Do I want to play something like this? And it's, it's fantastic. They take turns DMing, and all of them are very skilled DMs. So they pick up on world building like that. They hop right into it, building characters, fleshing out those personalities, and they are in the thick of it. If I had those kind of skills for one-shots, I would be pleased as punch. Hopefully one day. So we are going to be sharing an episode of theirs, which is titled Delta Green Control Copy. And uh, the show notes for this is a team of agents are sent to investigate a series of gruesome murders in which a former Delta Green agent is the prime suspect. Now, Delta Green is, think of it like Call of Cthulhu, but whereas usually a Call of Cthulhu setting is like in the 20s or the 30s or that, that kind of era, this is more like 70s, 80s, 90s. And so there's a lot more high-tech gadgets. The government is involved with a lot of this crazy stuff going on. And there was an organization, Delta Green, that is set up to basically track down all the weird, crazy things that go bump in the night and eat people, and to try to take care of it. So, absolutely fantastic. I love this setting. I think if you're a fan of Ballad, you're probably really going to enjoy this as well. So, dive deep into this. Of course, switch hats. I'm sure all of you are very used to this by now. But as you're all aware, things still aren't great out there. Not only do we have this global pandemic going on, there are raging fires ripping across our countries. There are many people losing their homes. But to top it all off, racism is rampant and high. Here in Canada, there's a lot of hate groups that are organizing and moving. And it's frightening to watch. In the States, of course, it's hard for any of us to avoid the news. You can see exactly what's going on there, especially with the law enforcement. Now, I know a lot of people feel a very crushing feeling of what can I do? There's so much going on. I don't, what kind of change can I make when I'm just a person? I'm not a person in political power or have a large organization behind me. What you can do is basically not only be anti-racist, because obviously that is, that is the best thing you can do, but 
talk to your family members and friends who are racist or say maybe they're they're not um intentionally racist they don't think they're doing but they say those things you know those things like they'll say like oh you're one of the good ones or or they'll just say the really uncomfortable old terms that are offensive in today's day that i don't want to repeat here you know how it is sometimes we'll have parents uncles grandparents people who maybe are from a different generation where that was more normalized but still we're in today's day it's not okay have those uncomfortable conversations they're going to be uncomfortable person's probably going to jerk their knee fight you on it and you're going to have to have this conversation three four more times to maybe sink it in but we need to have these conversations the more every person has this conversation and the more this conversation ripples outward as we talk to people who are close to us who care about what we think and feel then we can influence more to remove these racist ideologies or these these racist tendencies that people have whether it's old habits that are really dug in deep or it's something they picked up off the news that is incredibly offensive and they don't realize it. It's important for us to have these conversations and reflect on ourselves to make sure that are, are we okay? Are we doing the right thing? Just having these conversations, it can ripple out. Hell, you stop one, one family member from being a racist asshole or saying really terrible things, how many people are they going to encounter in their day-to-day lives? How many people are they going to encounter a month You've stopped all those horrible encounters that minority groups have to deal with. And it's not just things like racism. They could be uh, sexism, discrimination of any kind, harassment. Talk to the people that are close to you in your circles. Have those uncomfortable conversations because the more we have these and the more we get through to people that are willing to listen to us, not just randos on the street who will just wave us off. The more we have these conversations, the more of a positive impact we make on the community around us, and it ripples outward. And another note on that, travelers, remember always to educate yourselves. Remember that it's best to listen. When other people are speaking on difficult things they've gone through, listen first before you decide to pipe in with your two cents even if it's something like you're trying to relate to them or saying you've gone through difficult things like that remember listen first support marginalized voices and do your best to be an accomplice not just an ally now i don't want to keep you too long the redacted files is an amazing podcast and i highly recommend you go through and give some of their other arcs a listen they have fantastic settings that they go through blades in the dark numenera the fate systems just ride through some of these arcs and get a good feel because you're gonna find some of these settings and you're gonna think god damn this is what i'm running for our next game and you don't have to run a big campaign it could just be a smaller game well travelers i've kept you long enough i am excited for all of you to hop into this episode of the redacted files I give you Delta Green Control Copy. Now it's Jersey. Where are we going to find a place to hide and burn a car? (laughs) Near that car fire. (laughs) 
Redacted Files presents Delta Green, Control Copy. Hello and welcome to the Redacted Files podcast. We are playing Delta Green once again. God help these poor souls. <laughs> Around the table we have... Ben! Hi, my name is Ben Lola, and today I'll be playing Samantha Porter, a hacker. Rob! Hello, I'm Rob, and I'll be playing Victor Saint, who's a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan! Hey everyone, this is Megan. I'm playing FBI agent Margaret Grant. Alright, this is gonna go great. This is Acer. I uh, will be running this fiasco. You can't call it a fiasco already. We haven't started yet. We have a pediatrician, a hacker, and an FBI agent. <laughs> have I mentioned I've been drinking? We might as well get out the fiasco book and just start over. Each of you receives a call in your day jobs. It's uh, a number you've never seen before, but it has your handler's recognition codes and an address, which happens to be the local municipal airport. Where are each of you based? Let's start with Ben. I am in Austin, Texas. It's going to be a long flight for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what about Agent Grant? Let's go with Phoenix. Even longer flight for you. <laughs> and what about Dr. Saint? Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Can I change my answer to Fargo? Does the CDC even bother sending people to Bismarck? Do they just figure, we wait long enough and winter will take care of the problem? Yeah, I really hadn't thought that part through. I was like, this sounds like a fun place to be from. <laughs> just the middle of the... Really, it's the capital, I guess, so it's not in the middle of nowhere. It's North Dakota. You're still in the middle of nowhere. Well, well yeah. our, our apologies to anybody from North Dakota. Nah. <laughs> no, all right. I was trying. Okay. Each of you gets directions to your local municipal airport, the sort of place where private aircraft can fly in and out without too much hassle. They're putting us on a private flight? Yes. Uh, wow. Each of you... Not that kind of private flight. <laughs> each of you is met by someone nondescript a man or woman who identifies themselves as John or Jane Smith. That's what it says on their credentials that say National Reconnaissance Office on them, so they must be legit, right? Yes. They say you have been assigned to Operation Cuban 8. There is an investigation underway involving a former agent of Delta Green. You'll uh, board the aircraft in this hangar and... Rendezvous with the rest of your team on site. Here's a file, uh, everything we have on the subject of the investigation. Your orders are also enclosed. Any questions? No? Good. <laughs> have a good flight. How many bags of peanuts do I get? However many they left on the plane. <laughs> He'll say as he walks out the door. Fabulous! It's just the number I wanted. <laughs> I've got a United joke, but that might be too topical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the flight crew uh, bang your head on the uh, seat several times. 
Because they don't want to rob you of the genuine airline experience. <laughs> All right. So each of you is going to get onto a random, ostensibly private aircraft. Something in the range of like a Beechcraft or twin engine Cessna. And you're going to be in the air for a while. In the case of Agent Grant, a really long while. That plane is going to have to stop to refuel. Because <laughs> you are going to Ocean City, New Jersey. Oh, no. Yes, that's the greatest part about this. The twist is, you're going to New Jersey. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> what you find when you open the folder in flight is that you're to investigate one Arvin Chilton who is known to have served with Delta Green from 1991 to 2001. He is a former Customs and Border Patrol agent who was medically retired shortly before 9-11. He retired to Ocean City, where he took a job as a barista at the local Starbucks and volunteered <laughs> at the library. Things seem to have gone relatively well, as in uneventfully for him, until approximately four days ago, when it is believed that he entered the home of his ex-wife and her new husband, and then proceeded to torture and murder them over a period lasting several hours. Incidentally, the date today is March 25th, 2016. I feel like... Most of the scenarios you run for us are us trying to hunt down Delta Green agents who got fucked up by being Delta Green agents. Yeah, well, there's what they say about Delta Green. You go on missions, and then one day you are the mission. <laughs> hey, never. no one ever said this life would be great. In fact, they told you repeatedly it wouldn't be. <laughs> Just saying. Your objective is to locate Arvin Chilton, determine whether he is indeed a threat, eliminate the threat, whatever it might be, and then take steps to make this look like an ordinary crime. The torture of his ex-wife or the elimination of threat? Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like flashbacks of high school. I knew I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yes, working for the gov federal government is a lot like high school. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the budget isn't quite what you would hope, and the results are as you would expect. And I hate all of my coworkers. <laughs> uh, that's that's a given. The reason why this has come to the attention of Delta Green is not only the fact that Arvin Chilton is tagged as being former Delta Green, it is that he is also wanted in connection with the murder of someone else. There is evidence to suggest that Arvin Chilton contacted his former partner, who subsequently was reported to have fled his apartment and then was found stabbed 25 times before having his eyes cut out of his head. Lovely. Sounds a bit harsh. This being somewhat similar to the demise of his ex-wife and her husband, some really sharp folks over in Newark, New Jersey, thought these two things might be connected. There is also evidence tying Chilton 
to another murder in upstate New York. Quinton Harris, a gas station attendant who appears to have been uh, stabbed repeatedly on March 23rd. I, I didn't tell you when White was killed. On the morning of March 22nd. So on the 21st, he kills his ex-wife and husband and her husband. On the morning of the 22nd, he kills his former partner. And on the 23rd, he kills some random guy in upstate New York. Do the cops know that there's a connection between him and White? Uh, do yes. Do they just think he's a weirdo who stabbed a stranger? Uh, yes. They were uh, they were partners in the Border Patrol together. Oh, okay. So it wasn't his Delta Green partner. It was his Delta Green okay. partner. Couldn't get away from him. Uh, no. It doesn't seem like that. There are three law enforcement organizations currently pursuing Chilton. There's the FBI out of Troy, New York, and the Newark and Ocean City Police Departments in New Jersey. So that's what you have in your little file. The Delta Green Jacket is basically just his recruitment and retirement dates. He was medically retired and spent some time undergoing psychiatric care. Was it psychiatric reasons he was retired? Yes. Was his partner also medically retired? No, his his partner was active Delta Green. Well, he should have seen it coming then. <laughs> the fool. So, this flight is agonizingly long, and eventually you startle awake to realize that you are descending and are finally able to deplane at Woodbine Municipal Airport, which is about five miles from Ocean City. And is no less agonizing. <laughs> Truth be told, probably more so. When you land, your pilot says that there's a car in the parking lot with a key in the wheel well waiting for you. Uh, you are to rendezvous with your team at the Red Sky Cafe. I do that. Your teammates will be easy to find. They're, they look like the people that have been stuck in a propeller during a plane for the last 20 hours. <laughs> First I thought, private plane, this is going to be nice. And I thought, why can't I fly United? <laughs> oh, and uh, Dr. Saint, there actually was a uh, full-sized 16-ounce bag of peanuts. They were salted. There was all the soda you could drink. And, of course, no bathroom. Oh, no! <laughs> it's a trap! <laughs> How they get you. <laughs> the trick's on them. I used a soda bottle. <laughs> I was actually going to say, you asked, how do you go to the bathroom in this thing? And they handed you a soda bottle. Just like Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he did that. That was a thing. <laughs> so, yes, there, uh, there you go. I guess uh, God helps those who help themselves. But I complain about my car really loudly that uh, it's, it's not whatever car I wanted, and then uh, then I go. I can guarantee you it's not the car you wanted. It's probably <laughs> a Corolla. A Corolla or um, an Accent, maybe? <laughs> um, no, let, let, let's go with the Corolla. <laughs> uh, a Rio? Ooh. <laughs> Insult to how, injury now. How much lower can we go? 
Smart car. A, f- a Festiva, maybe? Oof. I don't think they rent those, though. More In New Jersey, they do. <laughs> Can't pump well, your own gas, either. Yes, this right. is the dark world of Delta Green. <laughs> all they have is Festivas. <laughs> you all meet one another. You've all been provided with a sign and counter sign, which around here we always joke is, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> now, who here has bothered to forge themselves some identification and or badges? Uh, not me. Not at all. I've got a lot of electronic intrusion stuff, but no forgery. I can, right. I can clone myself a badge to get in somewhere, but not to pass inspection. Okay, good stuff. We're going to do this above board then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have all read that file. You're in Ocean City, which is where Chilton lived. Maura Quinlan is the detective in Newark. Diego Garza is the field agent in charge uh, on the FBI side. And Michael Gambison is the detective in charge of the investigation at the Ocean City Police where would you like to start? There's Wi-Fi. I'd like to start and see if I can do any kind of like open source intel and see if Chilton had any kind of social media, if there's any kind of clues, if he posted anything, a manifesto, anything at all. What's your computer use? Computer use is 80. Okay. You find an unremarkable Facebook page. He seems to have set it up and used it to post a couple of innocuous items about life in Ocean City, you know, just like, here's pictures of the beach, and maybe a couple of pictures at library events, things like that. He is a fan of the Ocean City Library. This guy's as boring as you could possibly imagine. Does he take a lot of pictures of his breakfast? (laughs) Okay, maybe not as boring as you could imagine. Most of his friends are co-workers from Starbucks and uh, fellow volunteers at the library. There are a lot of, like, sort of obligatory Facebook holiday and birthday messages on his wall. Pretty much are the bulk of his timeline. Gotcha. The kind that, like, you know, Facebook now kindly will text you and say, <laughs> text one to say happy birthday. <laughs> Seriously, this guy's life is terrible. <laughs> Maybe we should go to his work and see if he's been acting weird. All right. I think Starbucks or the library would be better for that. Well, let's go to Starbucks. I need a coffee. Yes, seconded. Fair. And a real bathroom. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> no. No, you don't. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> All right. Going to Starbucks. It's about sunset on uh, the 25th. So Starbucks is full with the after work crowd. Who wants to take point? Perhaps the FBI agent. (laughs) Someone with a badge to flash. (laughs) Yeah. Do I see anyone who has manager or something like that on their name tag? Yeah, you see a young man looking very peppy, very uh, energized. He's going places. In the world of coffee delivery management. That's good. Gets good benefits, I hear. I'm gonna walk over to him and flash my badge and say, 
I need a moment of your time, please. Oh, sure. What can I do for you? Uh, I need to have a word in private about one of your employees. Oh, okay. Uh, here. Why don't we, uh, why don't we go to our, uh, break room? So he's going to take you to a small room behind the counter and offer you a seat. And I have the other two come with me. Are you in the FBI, too? Yes, they are. Yes. Certainly. I'll smile. Yes. <laughs> so what can I do for you? I'm sure you've had a lot of questions from my office already, but uh, I needed to have you go over the facts one more time about Mr. Chilton. Oh, yeah, he's my go-to guy. I mean, you really think he could have done something like that? I don't. No. No, I mean, he was, he was always that you could, you could count on him anytime. Like, one of these other losers would call in sick, and I could just call him, and he would be here just like that. I see. I will start taking notes. Had he been acting odd at all recently? No! I mean, look, look, you could ask anybody here. Like, the regulars, they all knew him. They all, everybody liked him. When was the last time you saw him? Uh, I saw him... Shoot. Uh, five days ago. He was going to take two days off, and then he's going to be back on the 23rd, but never came in. Then the detective comes in uh, and says he's wanted for murder. Did he ever talk to you about his ex-wife or his time working for the government? No, he uh, mostly kept to himself. I mean, you know, he'd join in with a couple jokes now and then, but he, he, was, a, he was a quiet guy. I liked him. He worked hard. Do I have a picture of uh, White? Y yes. Did this man ever come into the shop? No. Like I said, he couldn't be nicer. Uh, does he have, like, an employee locker? Uh, Yeah. Maybe you should look there, unless you guys have another question. I was about to ask about the locker. Uh, sure. I mean, have a look. Uh, the detective, uh, he, I think he looked through there, too, but uh, be my guest. He'll open it up for you, and uh, you find whatever you would find in one of those lockers, toiletries, spare undershirt. A very brown banana. <laughs> he well, left I need to confiscate this. <laughs> he left his lunch on his last day, and you know he was supposed oh, to pick no. it up and never did. <laughs> Is anyone giving us shifty eyes as we're going back there? Anyone from like any of his former coworkers? No, I mean you know, you, it's shiftier than usual. <laughs> yeah, someone someone identified themselves as belonging to the FBI and is now looking around their uh, their workspace. They're a bit concerned, but. It's not like we gotta hide the meth kind of looks. <laughs> Nobody's gonna you, make a break for the back door. Yeah, you would know what those look like. You've done an audit or two. But yeah, everything here looks completely innocuous. Just for context, though, uh, Arvin Chilton was 59 years old. A lot older than everyone else who works here? Yes. So it's probably not chumming about with the rest of the uh, staff. No. I'm guessing we won't get lucky in his cars parked in the employee parking lot. No. Then I'll tell the manager before we go that I want a mocha. <laughs> Alright, it's on the house. Excellent. I'll have a large black coffee. That's exactly how he orders it. <laughs> wow. 
not Venti tall. Americano. Yeah, yeah, no. He gives you something that uh, looks like you could drown an orc in. <laughs> Just the way I like it. <laughs> He's supposed to have a British accent. I dropped that immediately, though, apparently. <laughs> I give up on that. Just, just shouting now. <laughs> Better this way. <laughs> and and for you, Miss. A venti americano. Ah. <laughs> I want an espresso, but add a lot of water to it, please. <laughs> want to drink it slowly. <laughs> and you get your choice out of the pastry counter. You've visited the uh, the depressing uh, drudgery that is his work life. Yes, let's go to the library now. Maybe he liked being at the library. As long as they're not closed. They're closed. His house? Hopefully right. it's less boring than his work. Arvin Shelton lived in an apartment at 107 East 12th Street. It is the second floor of a two-story home. There's an external stairway that uh, leads up into it. His landlord lives on the floor below. Do we see if anybody is watching the house? No one is watching the house. Uh. Is the landlord home? Yes. Probably shouldn't sneak in. <laughs> Probably not. That hasn't stopped other Delta Green teams <laughs> on this podcast. Other less alive Delta Green teams. <laughs> I've got 80 locksmith. i got to use it on something. Is his car right. here? Uh, his car is not here. Maybe you guys can sneak around upstairs and I'll distract the landlord. <laughs> Asking for the keys? No, I'm pretty sure since we don't have a search warrant, he wouldn't want to just let us in unless we're really good at persuading him. I am exactly as good at persuasion as I am at sneaking. <laughs> Take that how you will. <laughs> yeah, I've got no social engineers, so I'll head up there. All right, I will knock loudly on the landlord's door. All right, uh, you hear him puttering towards you. He uh, opens the door after a while. <coughs> Hello? Um, hi. Are, are you all right, sir? Yeah, I just got a spring cold. Hi. Uh, I'm going to stay out here, I think. Oh, uh, come, come in, come in. No, no. No, come, come on, uh, uh, would you like something to eat? Definitely not. I I just had a mocha. A what? A uh, fancy coffee. Oh, c- come on! I I I I can I can uh, get you a drink. Uh, I could I, I would you like a sandwich? No, no, no. I don't want to be bothered. I just wanted to ask you some questions about your tenant. Oh, Arvin, you're such a nice man. Uh, I can't. I can't believe the things they've said about him. No. No. He's uh so good. He would buy my groceries. No, that's definitely sweet of him. Yes, he was very, very good. The best tenant I've ever had. Never had any strange visitors. Oh no, he kept to himself. He was very nice. He'd uh, stop in and take care of me. I can't get around like I used to, you know. I I see. You just ask him general questions about how long Arvin lived there. He lived uh, in the apartment upstairs for the last five years. He's going to continue to try to be very hospitable. I'm going to talk very loud. 
Like, I think he's deaf so that I can cover up any noise upstairs. <laughs> All right. Would you like to uh, roll that, please? Me? Yeah. Persuade. Or any... What skill... Why don't you look at your skills and let me know what you think would apply? I have Persuade at 50 and Human at 80. Okay. Persuade is going to be... I got 54 out of 50. All right. He is still going to be very fixated on trying to get you inside. And since you failed, in order to keep him from looking up the stairs, you're going to have to go into his house. Uh, uh no, no, no. <laughs> I actually will take that drink. Uh, do you have, uh, water? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, here, let me get you a chair. Uh. He'll pull you, uh, pull over a chair. He has a sort of lurching gait. Does he have the Innsmouth look? <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> this guy seems kind of squamous. <laughs> Roll human for me. 31 out of 80. He sounds like uh, he is very interested in covering for uh, Chilton. Since we're all, you know, cozy and drinking water in his kitchen, can I convince him to tell me any secrets he knows? I don't know what you would mean by that. Uh, he, he was so... Can you speak up, please? Uh, yes. Well, I know he was a really nice guy. I've looked at where he's worked and his uh, record with the government, and he seems really great. But sometimes uh, you have to do things because you're trying to help other people that don't look great to the police. Oh. Yes. Well, he told me sometimes he ha had to do some things when he worked for the government that people wouldn't like. Ah, he felt bad about that? Yes. Would you like some uh, cold cuts? I, I'm a vegetarian. How about Team B&D? Come, miss, uh, let's sneak in upstairs <laughs> while he's distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to yell that. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the kitchen window. <laughs> I'm noisily washing my glass. Someone's got to give me a stealth roll. Rob, what's your stealth look like? It looks like 40. I got 50. All right, roll. That's a 94. <laughs> exactly as stealthy as I felt. <laughs> I'm healing too. <laughs> it just, you, you get caught up in it, you know? It's... <laughs> While uh, you're sneaking up there, Sam, you think you imagine the Mission Impossible theme, but it turns out that uh, Dr. Saint behind you is actually playing the <laughs> <laughs> He's just making it with his, his mouth. On his iPhone. Just <laughs> <laughs> with his mouth. Bum, bum, bum. You hear a dog barking next door. Barking at you. <laughs> a porch light is going to turn on. How far are we up the stairs? Halfway. <laughs> God. Decision time, folks. I think they're on to us. You could just play it off. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Tell me, what skill will you use to try not to look guilty? Man, all those skills are at base. <laughs> I'll give you bureaucracy at half. Can I take that challenge? You can. What, what do you have? Well, my bureaucracy is uh, 50, so at half is 25. All right. I will let you roll bureaucracy at half. 
Well, that's a 62. <laughs> hey, you! What are you doing? Fight her off! <laughs> <laughs> you hear the distinct sound of a shotgun being wrecked. Oh, he didn't like that! <laughs> I've got a bunch of tools in a bag. Can I play it off as I'm trying to recore the lock for the next tenant? At 7.30 at night? Blacksmiths <laughs> <laughs> have busy lives. <laughs> yeah. I had to let someone out. Uh, they, uh, they locked themselves out of the car at the mall, and then we had to come all the way here. Persuade at minus 20. Oh god, that's a zero percent. <laughs> you might want to run. Yup. Down the stairs. That's dexterity times five. Off the table. 63 out of 70, thank god. Do you want Dr. Sweet? Let's say you want that from both of us? Yeah. That is 39 out of 60. You both make it around the corner. You do hear... Doris, call the cops! The, the doctor's laughing madly as he, as he scampers away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like medical school. Trying to make sure equipment doesn't fall out of bags. Here's a question. Did you guys drive together? I assumed we were probably carpooling, so it would make more sense. Yeah. I don't, but I'm wasting gas like that. We ain't got money like that. True. Obviously don't work for the government. <laughs> Where are you deciding to hide in the meantime? Because uh, Agent Grant is trapped in that house. Please let me out. <laughs> you could call her. Yeah, if I can break line of sight with the person yelling, I can at least shoot a text. I don't think that the contents of the text really matters, as it just needs to give you a chance to look at your phone. Margaret, And what do you do when your phone bleeps? Oh, this is the office. I need to take this. Uh, thank you so much for your help, uh, sir, and uh, I'll make sure someone gets back to you at some point soon. Well, uh, okay. Just, if there's anything I can do. Of course. Yep. Yep. Someone will get back to you. Maybe you should see a doctor. Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> <coughs> you take good care of yourself, young lady. Uh, yeah. Will do. Have a good day. In my mind, Dr. Saint is outside yelling, I'm a doctor. <laughs> X-Day. <laughs> I'm after day. All right. Another successful outing in the adventures of Team Subtlety. You're just jealous. I am. I truly am. <laughs> Who puts together these teams? <laughs> that... Insane computer from Paranoia. <laughs> Friend computer. You can uh, all cram into your Toyota Corolla and motor away from there. Dejectedly. Shotgun! Uh, can you preemptively prescribe me some uh, antibiotics? <laughs> Absolutely! He just gets the prescription pad out of his pocket and it starts... Need anything else while I'm at it? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. High or low? 
Hi. Always hi. Agent Grant, you get a phone call. Uh, hello, this is Agent Grant. This really isn't going as well as we would have hoped, Agent Grant. Uh, who is this? This is the handler who's seeing that a Volo has just been put on a Toyota Corolla, uh, 2015. Is this sounding familiar? Uh, unfortunately it is. You need help taking care of this? Uh, well, we'll just dump the car and set it on fire. Right, okay, so I'm just gonna flag this as stolen. Warrant, we need a fake warrant. Uh, and if we could get a warrant to search, uh, Chilton's place, that'd be really great. Yeah, you might want to talk to one of the people who's actually already on this case for that. Mm, that's definitely where we were headed next. After, you know, burning the car. Right. Okay. There's thermite in the trunk. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know someone who worked with you before, Grant. I don't feel like that is a fair association <laughs> to make. Yeah, well, Carruthers says when he gets out of the body cast, you better start running. Um, he's a real joker. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why we only brought one car. That way we can burn each one as we mess things up. <laughs> we have two more oopsies before we're fine. <laughs> Are they like those little extra men you have in the corner of your screen in those, uh, <laughs> point up arcade games? That's yep. how I'm thinking of it. It's all right, no. guys, we've got another man's. Now it's Jersey. Where are we going to find a place to hide and burn a car? <laughs> Near that car fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the bumper clip, guys. <laughs> Always glad You're that. part of the team. <laughs> Your badges are in the mail. <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> Yeah, they work the opposite of uh, real badges. You flash them at people, and you get arrested. Like my real job. Oh. <laughs> You're able to ditch the car. Does anyone have forensics? Yes. Was it higher? 70. Not me. Well, okay. True to his word, there was thermite in the car. When you open the trunk, you also find a uh, Mossberg 500, which for the uninitiated is a pump-action shotgun. Uh, this one's of the short barrel pistol grip variety and a uh, uh, Glock 21. Is there a duffel bag, too? Oh, yeah. There's a duffel bag. Okay, good. Because I don't want the Uber driver to see that. <laughs> you can take your consolation prizes with you. You all were taking private flights. Did anyone pack a gun? I did. I, did. I assume the doctor would have. All right, so you have two extra guns. Sweet. Which... Certainly cannot be traced back to you. We light the car on fire. Cut to three hours later when someone's like, someone you must be in charge of the mob. <laughs> oh, new goals. Diego Garza is the guy in charge of the FBI investigation. He's actually in New York, though. Maura Quinlan is in New York. She has the White and Chilton and McCarty uh, crime scene. And then there's Michael Gambison, who's the guy in charge of the Ocean City Police Department's investigation. I have a question for, for Agent Grant. You're in the FBI. Can't you just call the other FBI guy and just get us a thing? I think he might get uh, worried that I'm trying to steal his case. Uh, 
Maybe we could, you know, tell them that I work for him. And then uh, Sam could set up some fancy phone thing where when they call the check, they actually call you. Perfect. And then you agree that I deserve everything I'm asking for. That like sounds this. right. So the Ferris Bueller gambit. Yes. <laughs> I love except, it. Except you're going to hack a... The FBI's VoIP system? <laughs> nah, set up your own IVR with asterisk and just hand him a card with that number on it. So uh, give me a computer use. Same. Different die this time. I swear to God. <laughs> 58 out of 80. Nice. You type really, really fast. <laughs> Text goes by on the screen really, really fast. And then it says access granted. Beautiful. <laughs> Because computers are magic. It's just like work. <laughs> Next time he calls the the Hoover building, uh, his call's going to get rerouted to Dr. Saint. <laughs> I have the power now! I want it for um, the local cops, too, if they're trying to check. All right, because I'm a sadist, we're going to make uh, Sam roll again for oh, the no. local cops. Why do you do this to me? That's a double O two. Okay. A lot less security for some reason. <laughs> Weird. It's almost like they're using <laughs> Skype credit to make their phone call. <laughs> Someone really sold them on Office 365. Oh, God. So you're going to call Agent Garza? Yep. This is Agent Garza. Real quick, what's his boss's name? Special Agent in Charge Morantz. Hi, this is uh, Special Agent Margaret Grant. Uh, Special Agent in Charge Morantz asked me to look over some of your files, and I need to have those uh, facts to this number. What do you need? Everything you have on uh, the Arvin Chilton case. Fuck, really? Already? Already, sorry. Roll either Persuade or Bureaucracy. Uh, I'm better at Bureaucracy. <laughs> Alright. And I got it. Alright, just as soon as I uh, call this in, I'll send them over. Do you uh, have any leads? Uh, not yet. We're just trying to look at this case from a couple different new angles. I've heard really good things about your work on the case uh, so far, though. Oh, thanks. It's not much to go on. Do you have anything uh, going there? Do you need any reinforcements? No, I think we're fine. Uh, All right. Thanks for the offer. All right, then. Let me just make this call. Dr. Saint, your phone starts to ring. And he'll answer it. Hello, this is Special Agent Van Morrison. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fall down at some point. Well, I assume I just you won't got... be able to bluff being this guy's boss, as we know what he sounds like. <laughs> I just got a call from a special agent, Grant. She said that she was assigned to work the Chilton case. Can you verify that? Absolutely. The man has a government background. We want this cleaned up as soon as possible, so get on it! All right. Uh, Persuader bureaucracy. Ooh, um, I am also better at bureaucracy. <laughs> but not by much. 
but it's still a 29 under 50. Thank you, sir. I just needed to get that clarified. Very well, now back to your task. Wow. <laughs> Have I mentioned everybody low charisma? <laughs> the fist slamming on the table is what made it. <laughs> I'm guessing you just gave him like a Google voice number. Yeah. He starts faxing over documents. Who's going to look at the documents? Are you going to just pass them out? Yep. Okay, everybody roll sand. Oh, God. Yes! I did it. Eleven. I'm good. You're double good. I failed. I got an ought two. Alright. He's seen worse. Did get something for critically succeeding? Uh, no, this is Delta Green, which is nihilistic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. I appreciate it. There is something for critically failing, though. <laughs> <laughs> you lose four points of sanity. Uh, you see a very domestic setting, very normal in every respect, except for all the blood spatter. Also, all the entrails. And the, uh, open voids where eyeballs used to be. Mm. Crime scene uh, analysis. Looks like there was no forcible entry. This man was let into the house by people who knew him because they did. It looks like he first tied up Marcus. Then he cut up Eileen in front of him. Then he disemboweled Marcus. And then he gouged out his eyes. Untied him and left. The scene looks like what you would imagine after something like that happened. Marcus died. After he was untied, he apparently tried to crawl toward the door. There is actually video of Chilton uh, that afternoon heading to the house. It records him stopping at a gas station. There's also video of him pulling up in his black Jeep Cherokee. Did they have a ring doorbell or something? Uh, no, it's actually one of the neighbors had a surveillance camera. They don't actually have footage of him going to the door. But judging from the lack of signs of struggle at the door, it looks like they let him in. He also has some video of the crime scene, or of the actual crime in uh, New York, where Quentin Harris was killed. He was stabbed in the back. There's uh, some weirdness to that, because there are a couple of motorists who drive by while he's standing there over the body. And they don't care? They don't seem to care. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll sanity for that, also. Because you get to watch this uh, video. He emails it to you. 16. Still good. I also failed that one. <laughs> oh, goody. I also got a 16. <laughs> you lose another 4 sand. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that's my breaking point. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Let's see. You want to try to suppress? Yep. I'm going to harm my uh, relationship with my mentor, John Rivers. All right. So go ahead and roll 1d4. Three. Ian's trying to read a Braille d8. <laughs> I did, though. <laughs> you reduce that bond by three. You re reduce your willpower by three and reduce the sand loss by three. No, I'm still... I'm still sane, guys. 
This is uh, good. You're the one with the badge. Things have gone badly for Agent Grant. Look, I usually investigate White Collar Grant. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of, you know, sitting in the backseat processing that. Uh, Dr. Saint is pointing at pictures and explaining uh, human anatomy. <laughs> if you Lovely. see the entrails hanging out here, and this is the, this is interesting. Look at this bit here. It's supposed to be like giving our detailed anatomy lessons. Uh, some other details that are strange. There are some witnesses uh, to the uh, the murder of Quentin Harris, but they describe a woman being there who looks like. Eileen Chilton. Committing the crime or standing by? Standing by. Because they pulled up uh, at about the same time, but they didn't see the actual murder. Do we have the Jeep Cherokee's plates, and can we see if there's any kind of recent hits on it? Uh, he left the uh, Jeep at the uh, um, at McCarty's house. Uh, are either of the McCarty's cars missing? Uh, yes. But he seems to have dumped it somewhere. The old thermite trick. <laughs> Double-edged sword. Other things Garza has are Chilton's phone records and his credit card statement. The last call of note is from the last time he spoke to Eileen, which seems to have been a two-minute and one-second call on March 16th. She called him. Did she, like, leave a voicemail? Uh, no, it was an actual call. Well, next we call the NSA and get a recording of that call. <laughs> can Sam hack the NSA? No, she cannot. I tried. I still feel like it's important to go into his house and see if he left, like, a wall of crazy or something. I agree. Do you have a copy of the warrant? Yes, you do. Okie dokie. Print it out. Change the date. Print it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. Perfect. Turn right around go right back in again? No, this time we'll get uh, Mr. Sick Landlord to let us in. You just want me to have to do the voice again, don't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Asking questions the whole time. <laughs> and where were you born? <laughs> Please tell me your first memory. <laughs> Mother's maiden name. All right, so uh, he uh, putters to the door again. Can I help you? Uh, hi, we spoke a little earlier. Uh, I have a warrant to look at Mr. Uh, Chilton's house, uh, so you're going to need to let us up there. All right. If you want to just give us a key, we'll bring it back when we're done. Uh, sure, let me, uh, <clears throat> let me get that for you. Roll human. All of us? Sure. I made it. I super didn't make it. It was a near miss, but I didn't get it. When you said uh, you have a warrant, it's like his interest was piqued for a second. And when you look at the way he moves, it doesn't look quite right. You uh, had some classes at Quantico about, you know, how to change your walk, your demeanor when you're like trying to surveil someone. Mm -hmm. He looks like someone who's not quite comfortable in his movements. Does he have the Innsmouth movements? <laughs> no. Is he in a wheelchair with a blanket over his legs? <laughs> oh, God. Ah. No <laughs> Still can't get over that. <laughs> that was terrific. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Can I make a medicine check look at this guy, though? Being a doctor, like, this dude's clearly something wrong with him. Even uh -huh. just from him being sick. 
but I don't know about it. He's got a uh, terminal case of being hella old. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Man's old as fuck. <laughs> you see how loud? Absolutely. <laughs> that charisma. <laughs> now, sir, I don't think that's quite right. I assure you it is. I'm the doctor here. Here's your key. Uh, thanks, sir. We'll, uh, be back with it. Can I roll, like, search just to do a look around his apartment since he's asking suspiciously? Sure. I made it. It looks extremely untidy. And there are things just, like, scattered around everywhere. Uh, just he he leaves stuff all over the place, including like weirdly like baseballs confiscated from children. Probably seems like that kind of guy. Nothing like I made my tenant go crazy and murder everyone he's ever known and loved. <laughs> it's written it's on his wall. wall and... <laughs> he has a shelf of recorders. <laughs> You guys gonna head upstairs? Yeah. Yes. All right. They can't stop me now. You make as much noise as you possibly can on the way up the stairs. Oh, absolutely. Stomping. Uh, <laughs> I I stop Agent Grant to try to pick the lock anyway. It's a matter of pride. Okay. That's that's it. I got it. Popped it open. Twenty seconds. Awesome. You get the domestic part of his really awful mundane life. His apartment consists of one bedroom and one bathroom. Unremarkable in every way. Roll search. I got a four. You find an old footlocker under the bed. Pull that out. It looks like it's full of case files and documents. Anything interesting? There are a couple of reports written by him and White that look like they deal with a couple of their cases, the ones at the top that look like they've been thumbed through recently, deal with a manhunt for Jan Weaver. Anything about eyes? Nothing about eyes. There is one of those, looks like a use of force report involving the death of Jan Weaver. It looks like he was killed in 1998 while trying to resist arrest. Quote unquote. He attempted to draw a firearm on a federal law enforcement officer. That'll do it. Is there a computer here? There is not. I rifle through his medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> he has aspirin purchased in consecutive years. Like, he was afraid they'd go bad, but he didn't throw them away. <laughs> I shake my head disdainfully. No other case files pertinent to anything that would make him snap or want to go exact revenge on anybody? Uh, nope. Those are the ones at the top of the box. I don't suppose he has an answering machine with a blinking message on it. <laughs> no, sadly not. He did have a cell phone. Is the microwave flashing 12 o'clock? Yes. He still has a VCR. It's also flashing 12. <laughs> it's 2016. He has a first generation DVD player. Are there any like pictures of his ex-wife or ex-partner? Yeah, there are pictures by his bed. They don't have, like, their heads cut off or... No, or out. X's drawn over the eyes or anything like that. There's no, like, weird shrine built around them? No. And you said his partner fled his apartment and was stabbed, I presume, outside his apartment? Yes, in, like, a, a wooded area outside his apartment. There's a knock at the door? I'll answer it. Hi! 
Uh, hey. We're not quite done yet. It's uh, a young-ish looking uh, uh. man. He's uh, got a blazer on. Are uh, you supposed to be here? I am. Uh, Are you supposed to be here? Uh, yeah. Uh, Good, we've got that established. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I'm, uh, uh, Gambison, Mike Gambison. He'll, uh, take out his badge and flash it at you. Ah, nice to meet you, Mr. Gambison. I'm with the FBI. I'm just going over the scene again with some of my associates. Hi. Great. Great, great. Uh, look, uh, you, uh, anything I can do to help the FBI, uh, this, this case, uh, I mean, you know, anything I can do, this is real crazy stuff, right? It sure is. Thing is, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see him being the guy. Pretty sure he's the guy. They keep, I mean, everybody I talk to, I mean, I'm building a profile on him, he, he this guy's not. He's not the kind of guy that would do this. You know who I think? I don't, I, I can't put my finger on it. But you know that guy downstairs? He creeps the shit out of me. Yeah, he coughed on me. <laughs> I'd go to the doctor. Uh, I, I have a doctor. I, I think so. Hey, 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 like, you know, don't, you, what do you got against our doctors? They're good people. I just have... Uh, personal reasons to see a doctor not from here. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Maybe we got off on the wrong foot. I, I, I'm just here to help. Look, I've been, I've been doing surveillance on the guy. On Shulton? No, no, no. On, on, uh, Dushin. The landlord. Oh. Uh-huh. Something's not right. I, I don't know what it is. He goes out at night. He wears a big coat. Walks around all hunched over. Ace, are you sure he doesn't have the Innsmouth look? <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to keep pushing that button until something happens, aren't you? It's the only logical answer. <laughs> He's got to have tentacles. Uh, oh, that's uh, very interesting. Maybe we'll have to uh, take care of our own surveillance. Uh, can I ask him what time the landlord leaves at night? That's the thing is, he, he left like all kinds of different times, but usually... He'll head out, like, right about now, and, uh, uh, just walk. You're like, who who the fuck goes out walking at, what time is it, like, 9.30? Have you followed him when he walks? I tried, but it's hard to, like, not look out of place here, you know? I'm not that good at that kind of thing. I'm just, I, I got promoted to detective, like, three months ago. Mm. Do you have any family that works at the police department? What are you talking about? Just curious. Sorry. <laughs> wow, throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 are we gonna are we gonna stake him out? Are we gonna do something? Uh, gonna investigate him? I mean, that uh, Garza and uh, uh, what's her name, Quinlan? They're nice. They're nice people, but they they're they've got this all wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's that Dushin guy. Can we send the detective after the guy when he goes out for his constitutional, then pop his lock and take a look around? Sure. Uh, look. 
I agree with you, uh, Officer Gamblin, that, or sorry, Detective Gamblin, that he is a very suspicious... Gambison. Mr. Gambison, sorry. But he's a very suspicious character, but I haven't been able to get a judge to give me any sort of warrant to search his premises, and if he's as big of danger as you uh, say, maybe we should take a look when he's out on his walk. But I'd need you to uh, give us a heads up when he's on his way back. Ah, I got you. I got you. I I can do that. I can do that. We're putting a lot of faith in you, detective. You can count on me. All right. So I guess we'll wait until uh. We exchanged cell phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing the two ladies look at each other, look at Gambison, look at Saint, and then give Gambison Saint's phone number. <laughs> Is this the same? I got an uh, Android burner phone. <laughs> It's the same VoIP number they gave the, uh, the, the, the Fed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so roll persuade on him. I uh, made it. Okay. I'm on board. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'll, uh, I'll just go, uh, go out to my car, and uh, when he goes by, I'll, uh, I'll tail him. I'll get out and tail him. Yeah, don't, don't drive behind him. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go talk to him again to give him his key back. Send the doctor to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe you should uh, talk to him, doctor. Uh, we'll be in the car. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. He takes the keys and goes stomping downstairs. <clears throat> Hi there. Hello, old man. <laughs> I brought your you... keys back. Did you find anything? All sorts of shit. <laughs> oh, I I hope it's all right. Look, would you like a sandwich? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just have a seat. Yeah, have a drink. I've. Going to bring you back your keys. It's the middle of the night. I'm not having sandwiches. All right, all right. Just you have a good night now. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks away. The doctor apparently has already had a drink. <laughs> Roll human. Oh god. Nope. Okay. Everybody, uh, go ahead and roll con times five. If you're going to stake him out. Nope. 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 <laughs> yes. All right. Allergies are acting all... up. <laughs> you are all at minus ten. For, for the foreseeable future. For everything? Uh, yes. So you wait about an hour, and then... He heads out of his house and goes on his constitutional. It's about 11.30. Out we go. Roll stealth. I I did better that time. Got it. Just barely failed. Sam gets to continue on, whereas the doctor and agent... Grant have a flashlight shined at them. Hey, who are you? Uh, I'm Special Agent Grant. Who are you? I'm part of the Neighborhood Watch. Really? Yeah. 
Do you have a badge? Yeah. Show me your badge. He's going to pull out, like, a little plastic card from the Ocean City Police Department. This doesn't look real to me. It looks like a forgery. <laughs> well, let me see your badge. <laughs> oh, my badge. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go now. You better. Please stay away from here. We're conducting an operation. Yes, ma'am. Ah, uh, success. On a related note, who has the shotgun? I think it's in the car. <laughs> Someone want to go remedy that? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I will. Everybody roll alertness. 16 out of 20. Nope. I made it. Uh, how much? Uh, just like 10. Okay. Oh, actually, I guess that's a 26 out of 20, so I forgot about my minus 10, so I barely miss it. You are in the front room, and you hear... Pop, 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 pop. Uh, you recognize a Glock being fired. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty aggressively. From outside? Outside. Uh, far away. Uh, you guys... Do we want to split the party? I'm going to call the detective. I think he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> he's either busy or he heard it. If he doesn't answer, we know he's busy. If he answers, we know he heard it. Or he's dead. Uh, <laughs> he's not answering in that case. One of your phones rings. I'm guessing it's Agent Van Morrison. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's right. It does ring to your <laughs> Agent Van Morrison's phone. Special Agent Van Morrison. Agent? Uh, he's after me. He called. He, he, he shot. He shot. He shot the detective. Bloody hell. <laughs> New phone. Who this? He says I'm next. <laughs> Probably told me it's yeah, where where the hell are you? I I'm uh I'm three blocks away. I'll get somewhere safe. We we will be headed that direction. Okay. All right. Good, good luck. And he hangs up. Who is that? That was that crazy old man. I think he shot the detective. Oh, good. But he says uh, that. Dad, uh, Shulton is after him, and he, that Shulton shot the detective, and that uh, we should come save him so he can shoot us. So we should wait, wait. here, because he's coming back here, because this is where it's safe. Or maybe he's hiding in a bush, who knows? Uh, I'll go out on the street and look. Carefully? Stealthily? Mm-hmm. While that's happening, I want to kind of take a quick look around and just, like, peek into open doors, like, bedroom or bathroom. See if okay. he's got a wall of crazy. Hey, Saint. Your phone rings again. Special Agent Van Morrison. Agent? The fucker shot me. 
Well, you're in luck. I know a very good doctor. A gut shot. Well, God, it hurts. Well, put some pressure on it, and I guess we'll leave now. <laughs> Apparently, detective's not dead. Alright, go outside and try to find him. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll actually hustle that direction. Go to. It's I, going I to prevent, end well. I think preventing loss of life is one of our, uh, the, the, our, our mission objectives, so... It's like fourth on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on the list. Uh, so we're kind of going into this with the idea that the... The landlord is on his way back... And Chilton has apparently shot at both of them. I'm under the heavy suspicion that the landlord... You've gotten two phone calls. One is from Dushin, who says that uh, Chilton shot the detective and is now after him. And one from the detective who says that Dushin shot him. Which Uh, I assume happened anyway. The, The shooting is not Chilton's M.O., also true. So I'm running down the street with a shotgun. <laughs> Logically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll unholster the Glock. Roll alertness. Nope. Badly failed. A 21. That's a success, right? Yep. Okay. You get to dodge. No. Roll your dodge. The rough part is that my alertness normally is 40, so these both would have passed if it weren't for the tiredness. Uh, I crit failed because of the tiredness. <laughs> oh, no. Sweet. Lethality. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do you know how this game ends? Everyone gets shot. You all get shot down by the old man. In a burst of automatic gunfire, TPK. Not even. It's going to be with a stupid Glock. (laughs) What happens is that Agent Grant, with your critical failure, you see something come whipping out of the darkness at you, and you reflexively reach out and catch it and are a bit perplexed, and you turn around and look at the others curiously as you're holding a baseball. No. Which happens to actually be an M67 fragmentation grenade. Yeah. With a lethality of 15%. Mm. And I just rolled a 14. Oh. oh. So how close are we to the good agent? <laughs> Probably very. Since she rolled a critical failure, why don't you two roll dodge? 25 out of 30. My dodge is normally 50, down to 40, I rolled 72. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're outside 20 meters away, right? (laughs) Sadly, no. (sighs) It's just 10 meters. (laughs) But Sam, between Grant basically like jumping on it or curling around it and Saint being huge... (laughs) You're just peppered with shrapnel and take five points of damage. All right. Uh, Would a Kevlar vest negate any of that? It would. 
Thank God. You said that was five base? Yes. I'm down from eight hit points to six now. What's your dex? Fourteen. All right, you get to go first. What do I see? You see Detective Michael Gambison standing in front of you. I was hoping I'd get you all. Rude. He's holding a flashlight. Should I look at his badge? Oh, wait, roll sanity. Oh, yeah. 36. You lose one. All right. You didn't really know them anyway. No. Oh, man. All right. So he's not armed. He's just got a flashlight? Yep. Where's the landlord? Do I see the landlord anywhere? You do not. All right. I've got the Glock pointed at him. I'm going to tell him to get down. I'm going to actually try to arrest this guy. Because he doesn't have a weapon I can see. He's going to get down on his knees. It doesn't have to end like this. Like what? We can open the way together. No. No, that's not happening. Cuff yourself. You can keep your hands in front of you. Roll alertness. Oh, God. I'm going to get blindsided by the landlord. That's a failure. Another baseball. It's another baseball. (laughs) (laughs) He tries to, like, squirm to reach into his pocket. And you hear a clink. And then he fumbles it. He drops it right in front of himself. It lands in front of him. And he says, son of a bitch! Do I get a dodge for that? Yes, you do. <laughs> That's a 99. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Look, they really well. Oh, God. So, the following morning, <laughs> on the news, the residents of Ocean Beach were shocked this morning to discover that one Arvin Chilton was found dead in the middle of a suburban street along with three as yet unidentified individuals. Appeared all four had been killed in an exchange of of all things hand grenades. There's a Law PSA somewhere. <laughs> Law enforcement is on the scene investigating the residence of Mr. Chilton and his landlord, one Alexander Duchim, who is feared to have been one of Mr. Chilton's victims. The interior of the house was described by one officer as a, quote, bloody abattoir containing numerous body parts and what looked to have been blood and viscera painted across the walls in some sort of ceremonial fashion. Would you like to know what happened? Yes. There was no abattoir when we were there. <laughs> we, didn't so, make, we didn't make it to the abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> there was once a man named Michael Thornton, who was a member of the esoteric school until he decided to go out on his own and study the ways of oriental mysticism on his own by actually going to the Orient. He left in 1889 with a couple dozen strong expedition into the Himalayas. He 
was not seen again until 1894, when he crawled into uh, Bhutan, saying that he had discovered the city of the ancients, who had conveyed to him the testament of the new flesh. Using this incantation, he was able to cure himself of all illness, including the tuberculosis and broken leg, which had inflicted him on his return. He went back to America to teach people the gospel of the testament, and uh, did so successfully until 1899, when he died of tuberculosis. Before he died, he wrote down all of his uh, crazy ramblings, and they were found by a man named Jan Weaver, who started a cult. And like all other cults in the 1990s, he didn't pay his taxes. Eventually, the federal government came knocking in the form of Arvin Chilton. Chilton and his partner White put him down. Chilton found the diary of Michael Thornton. He put it in his footlocker and decided that he'd best not look at it. He went on a couple more ops, uh, had a nervous breakdown, left Delta Green, and then lived 15 years of a humdrum, utterly boring, pointless existence. He married and divorced, and in 2016, his wife, who was clearing out their house before selling it, found the footlocker and decided it would be a nice gesture to bring it to him, in case there was anything he wanted from his old life. He found the diary and read it. There are three verses to the Magnal Thaw. One makes you an ideal version of yourself. The second one lets you change the form of inanimate objects, hence the hand grenades that look like baseballs and the flashlight that was actually a Glock. In the house, there were also mops that were actually Mossberg shotguns. Thornton's diary was actually disguised as a copy of As You Like It. And uh, all throughout the house, there were works of uh, grotesque art that he'd made with the blood and innards of his victims. Also, he was trying to get you to eat a sandwich because he had disguised some of the skin of his victims and their eyes as cold cuts and olives. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, he, of course, did kill Alexander Duchesne, and if you uh, had dawdled, uh, Duchesne's body would have washed up on shore three days later. Should have dawdled. <laughs> so what happened was he went out on his walk, he killed Gambison, took Gambison's form, called you, and then uh, decided to play uh, catch. So that's the scenario in a nutshell. I mean, we killed him. Kind of. He killed him really. The day was saved. <laughs> nah, we didn't get the diary. Temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> you could just imagine one of those cops just right now thumbing through that diary. Thinking about those abs. <laughs> you could have such great abs. Galloping abs. <laughs> Galloping. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that has been control copy. I was hoping that this would be a springboard for a campaign of some sort, but oh. it'll be more of a one-shot. The campaign will have to follow in due course. I hope you guys had fun. Look, we were almost confident. You guys made it work. <laughs> you pulled it out there at the end. My, my fiancé made it worse. My fiancé got her wish. Which was? TPK. <laughs> TPK by grenade combat. So that has been Delta Green around the table. We've had Rob. Hello, I am Rob Day. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Booday, B-O-O-D-A-Y. Ben? My name is Ben. You can find me on Twitter at Waptor75, W-A-P-T-O-R-7-5. 
And Megan. Hey everyone, this is Megan. You can find me on Twitter at Curium247 or at TRF Podcast. And this is Acer. You can find me on Twitter at Acer underscore Tolentino. You can also find the podcast by visiting theredactedfiles.com or by searching for The Redacted Files on Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, or Pinterest. We're listed on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many other places around the web where you can find great podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please consider visiting one of these places and leaving us a positive rating or review. That helps other people find the podcast, and we really appreciate that. If you really liked what you heard, please consider visiting patreon.com slash theredactedfiles, where you can get early access to episodes and the occasional other little bit of bonus content by leaving us a little donation to help keep the server running. Regardless, though, we hope you enjoyed listening and will join us again soon. Until next time, this is TRF signing off. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to The Redacted Files. To find more from us, check out theredactedfiles.com, where you can find reviews, interviews, and advice columns. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many other places around the web where you can find quality podcasts. If you'd like to help support us, please check us out on patreon.com slash theredactedfiles. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.